Oh, 100%. We actually mm. just started a fast, as, as a matter of fact, because, uh, you know, the Bible says some things only through prayer and fasting. Mm-hmm. And uh, we realize, obviously, this is a spiritual battle. The Bible says that life, you know, life and death's in the power of the tongue, so we got to speak truth. But it also says that the battle is not against, you know, the things of this world. It's against strongholds and principalities. And that is actually what we're fighting right now, is strongholds, principalities, the demonic. That's why we're seeing such moral depravity. I mean, if you would have gone back, Pete, you know, 10, 15 years, and you would have said some of the things that we're actually discussing, and people are arguing with us, you know, like, uh, a boy can be a girl, a girl can be a boy, uh, uh, you know, all the, I can be a cat if I want to. All these ridiculous things that are out there that are so insane and so bizarre, but yet this is now the conversation in this country. And that's because reprobate minds have taken over. This is a, a you know, when lawlessness abides, that's what the devil is. He's, the, he's a lawless. You know, God is a God of law. You know, our country is a nation of laws. We have the Constitution. Our founders believed in those inalienable rights of life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness, that these were given to us by God, not by government. And so there's been a complete paradigm shift that's happening. And for years, decades, people have talked about this silent majority, the silent majority. And we can never be silent again, Pete. That's the whole thing. goodness all right so i had a plan uh for my discussion with my next guest and uh, i took that plan and i just threw it out the window i did <laughs> I, mean, I really did i uh he's a pastor he's an evangelist his name is todd coconado a national speaker and author a radio host president of the religious liberty coalition also was a member of president donald trump's faith-based team and advised the campaign on faith-based issues including religious liberty and freedom and pastor coconado is going to come on here and i'm going to actually prompt the conversation just because you know my conversation with millie weaver the work that she's done and just taking a look at the the full magnitude of what is upon not just the world uh this is a spiritual battle absolutely positively but what is upon us right now the anxiety that we feel and I mentioned this to, to Millie. It's it's nothing that we can even, you know, shoot, you know, and make it go away. We've always relied as patriots and probably has allowed us to kind of take God for granted because we always had our guns. Uh, so we maybe took him for granted a little bit. But this is going to require his intervention, that we can't do it by ourselves. No matter how much hard work, no matter how much patriotism, no matter how much unity we have, um, but we can lock our arms. We can go out and protest. We can, and then take up guns if they if they attempt to, to shoot us and defend us against tyranny. There's no way, because we've gotten to the point now where the only way to save us is going to be his intervention alone. Pastor Coconado, am I wrong about that? It is really clear, and I'm not just saying this to pump up this conversation. It's the truth, isn't it? It's 100% the truth, Pete. I'm so glad you said that. You know, it kind of reminds me of when they were at the uh, the banks of the of the Red Sea, and uh, they had no option. They had Pharaoh's army coming after them, and some people wanted to turn back and go into captivity again because, oh, at least we had food there. At least we were kind of safe. You know, that's kind of where we are right now. We're, we're up against a wall, and like you said, the only way out is an intervention from God. It, it, it is, uh, and your role... Um 
uh, as a pastor, as an evangelist for quite some time. I want you to, you know what, I want to give a proper introduction here. What got you into the realm uh, right now? In a position that's probably the most important, actually an army of pastors is what we need right now. I'm calling for the Black Robe Regiment uh, at a war, it, it's a wartime um, uh, posturing because of what they want to bring to us. They're killing us. Uh, they're trying to enslave us. They're doing all these things. What made you decide to become a pastor? Tell that story, would you please? <laughs> well, that's a loaded question right yeah. there. I was a, a Hollywood actor in, in Hollywood, obviously, and, and you know had no uh, desire whatsoever to be a pastor. In fact, people would have said, Todd Coconato, a pastor, he'll never be a pastor. Uh, but I had an encounter. It was kind of like the Apostle Paul, Pete. I had a Damascus Road. Uh, long, long story short, and you can find my full testimony on my website and everything, but long story short, I ended up getting stabbed nine times while I was in Los Angeles. One of those was in the heart. And I had an encounter with the living God on the way to the hospital where I should have been dead. I went into the presence of God. I can't deny what I saw, what I experienced. And I really felt like I heard God say, do you want to live or do you want to die? And so I said, well, Lord, I want to live. I want to have a family. I feel like it's way too early for me to die. He says, well, if you live, you got to do two things. And this is what I heard him say. He said, number one, you got to tell people that I'm real. And number two, you got to stay on fire for me for the rest of your life. And so, you know, what do you do when you're in the presence of God and you're about to die? Uh, the only thing you can do, kind of like uh, the prophet Isaiah when he was in the presence of the Lord and he was undone, I said, yes, send me, I'll do it. And when I said that, I woke up in the Granada Hills Hospital and people were looking at me. It was like a movie, Pete. And they said, you should not be alive. You should be dead. You lost so much blood. I knew it was a miracle. I knew God had spared my life and I knew it was for a purpose. And so from that day forward, it just changed everything about my life. I got to understand the importance of what it means to, to wake up every day and to be about the business of the Lord and to appreciate the, the air in your lungs and appreciate just the little things that we take for granted all the time. And it was a game changer. And it's been a game changer for over 23 years now. And, uh, you know, God just continues to open doors. And I have a little daughter and I want her to enjoy the freedoms and, and all the different religious liberties and things that we've been able to enjoy our whole lives. And I am seeing on the front lines here, it's kind of like a police officer that answers a bunch of domestic calls. You know, I'm seeing all the stuff that's going on day after day where they're trying to take away religious liberty and freedom. Unbelievable what we're seeing right now. And so this is a time to stand up. You know, here's the thing. Uh, the, the things that we've enjoyed our whole life, the freedoms, the constitutional rights, the inalienable rights, these things are not easy to get back once they're lost, Pete. You know, people fought wars and died for these freedoms. And so we have to understand, as they strip these away, it's not something that you can just get right back. You know, usually it takes some type of fight or war or something like that. And so we have to hold on to these. We've got to educate people. They can't, we can't allow them to rewrite history. I'm here in Middle Tennessee, and literally they're doing the same things here that they were doing in Los Angeles. And, and it's shocking. We're, I'm in the Bible Belt. And they're trying to infiltrate the schools with all the, the leftist policies and uh, curriculums and things like that. So we're in an all-out war. It's a culture war. It's a spiritual war, like you said. And it is high time that pastors get involved. Yeah. I, and also, um, I, our government uh, needs to be God-centered. And do you remember the time? And I want to talk about this uh, because you were part of President Trump's faith-based team. I remember those moments very specifically. For the first time ever, I saw a president of the United States surrounded by prayer warriors. It was so powerful. And you could tell, I mean, obviously, the Lord's working through him in many different ways. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you this, though. 
Uh, I think that his re-election or this re-attempt to come back and rejuvenate people, I, I want him to go back to that. I think that's where his true power is because it's not going to be through, you know, winning the, you know, all of the, the primaries and putting his name on the endorsements and doing all that. I want him to go back to that moment when when he was in the seat of government, powerful seat of government, putting faith in God first. I want him to come back to that. Um, yes. I really do. Don't you? Oh, it would be wonderful. I mean, what a stark contrast between what we're seeing now. You know, people say, why don't you go and pray for Joe Biden? Well, first of all, Joe Biden has never invited us to come and pray for him. Like, like you said, President Trump surrounded himself with pastors, with, with faith leaders. He allowed us to lay hands on him, to pray for him. Uh, he was open to hearing what we thought about different issues and, and, and just gave us that freedom. And it's such a uh, light and dark contrast. I mean, the difference between what we're seeing now, where we've now become the enemy. I mean, they're trying to basically say that Christians are Christian nationalists and all these weaponized terms that they're labeling, pe labeling people of God that love the country. I mean, what a ridiculous thing. And I tell people, Pete, I say, what's the opposite of, of a Christian nationalist? I mean, the opposite is an atheist globalist. I mean, <laughs> Let's just look at the, the the term. I mean, atheist, globalist, Christian nationalist. So you either love God and you love your country, or you uh, don't love God. You don't even acknowledge that there is a God. And then you hate your country and you're all about what the rest of the world should have instead of our country. It, it makes no sense. But mm. this is the type of thing that they're doing at People of Faith now. And look at where it got uh, our administration, his administration, up against almost insurmountable uh, odds. They were after him. They they had him under impeachment. Can you imagine? You can't govern. I mean, what human being could actually go sit in that seat and do what he did and govern the way he did and have that many success stories up against what, what he had? And I'm telling you what, uh, that didn't come from him. That came from, you know, the power of the Holy Spirit in that White House. No doubt about it. It was there. I mean, it's undeniable. Remember when he went across the street and he stood out in front of the church and he held up the Bible? Do you remember? That was almost a coup d'etat upon Satan, wasn't it? <laughs> I remember it. Do you remember oh, yeah, that? And they demonized him all over in the media. They were trying oh. to come up with every story they could. Uh, you know, this was why he did it. This is what he did. I mean, it was unbelievable. The coverage that they gave this man. Just think about every Friday, the hit piece from the Washington Post or whoever it was that would come out every single Friday. So the talking heads would talk about it all throughout the weekend. And I think a lot of people during that time, Pete, woke up and saw that the mainstream corporate media was basically, you know, 90% owned by six corporations. And people started listening to people like yourself and the alternative media because they said, I'm done with this. I'm, I'm done with this misinformation, disinformation, propaganda. And, and so that President Trump, I mean, from when he got in office until the moment he left, just think about the difference in the way people looked at the mainstream media. Uh, it's night and day. People started awakening. And that, I think, is the biggest fear uh, of, of this movement is that, you know, people are seeing how many people have awakened and how much the truth is now out there. So now all they can do is censor, censor, censor and intimidate and come after people that are speaking out. We uh, on January 6th, I stood there in the crowd with a whole bunch of fellow godly patriots. Honest to goodness, it was the most patriotic event you could ever attend. Uh, there were people gathered together in prayer. And then there were people also that were dressed uh, appropriately, considering that we were going to be attacked. Almost like we were fearful of Christian, you know, persecution. Really, Antifa was going to attack us. So there were people there that were very protective of that. We were on our own. But guess what? 
it was one of the most beautiful events. The point I'm making is that gathering, that, that free association, that power that we had in the millions of people. I mean, your politicians are going to hear you when you're outside their front door with two million, two million people. Things took a turn, a very different turn. But even still, the spirit in which we gathered, the rallies that are, I mean, that that is inconquerable to people that are in those. You know that President Trump would walk into a stadium, you know, and you just and live off and feed off of that energy and power. And then January 6th happened and Joe Biden was put in place and everybody scattered. And it, we were disconnected. We were disjointed. And, and, and we felt the anxiety. People were almost depressed. We have to come back around full circle to that, but except quadruple that power of association coming together in the name of Jesus Christ to pray and to do so fearlessly. We have to come back to that right now. Why? Because decades of preparation right now, preparing for everything from digital currency, world's uh, governance, right? The World Economic Forum, they want to bring in their one world religion. It's here upon us. This satanic one world thing that is upon us right now can only be conquered through what I just described. Do you agree? Oh, 100%. We actually mm. just started a fast, as a matter of fact, because, uh, you know, the Bible says some things only through prayer and fasting. Mm -hmm. And uh, we realize, obviously, this is a spiritual battle. The Bible says that life, you know, life and death's in the power of the tongue. So we got to speak truth. But it also says that the battle is not against, you know, the things of this world. It's against strongholds and principalities. And that is actually what we're fighting right now is strongholds, principalities, the demonic. That's why we're seeing such moral depravity. I mean, if you would have gone back, Pete, you know, 10, 15 years, and you would have said some of the things that we're actually discussing and people are arguing with this, you know, like uh, a boy can be a girl, a girl can be a boy. Uh, you know, all the, I can be a cat if I want to. All these ridiculous things that are out there that are so insane and so bizarre, but yet this is now the conversation in this country. And that's because reprobate minds have taken over. This is a, uh, you know, when lawlessness abides, that's what the devil is. He's, the, he's a, the lawless. You know, God is a God of law. You know, our country is a nation of laws. We have the Constitution. Our founders believed in those inalienable rights of life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness, that these were given to us by God, not by government. And so there's been a complete paradigm shift that's happening. And for years, decades, people have talked about this silent majority, the silent majority. And we can never be silent again, Pete. That's the whole thing, is that this is, there is a massive group of people that feel exactly as you and I do. Maybe not on every single issue, but even, you know, the soccer moms and the, and the parents. I mean, I see them out here in Nashville, and, you know, they're showing up at the school board meetings like never before. And they're being deemed threats, you know, like, oh, my gosh, watch out for the soccer mom, watch out for the parent. But this is what's happening right now. But what's happening is these parents are awakening, you know, during COVID, they started seeing some of the curriculum. They started reading some of the books that their kids were reading. And they started listening to some of the lessons on the Zoom calls that they wouldn't have otherwise heard. And all of a sudden, their ears started perking up. They said, wait, what are they teaching my kids? What's going on here? So this has awakened a sleeping giant. And they don't know how to put you know it back in the box right now. But what's happening is that people are getting fed up. And they're saying, wait a minute, these are our kids. Don't over-sexualize our kids. You know, mm -hmm. don't indoctrinate our kids. Uh, we're seeing people go to homeschooling like never before. I mean, there's a major shift that's happening in our nation right now because people are tired of it. They're fed up. They want to see justice. And so I praise God for that. 
Uh, but ultimately, we have to return to morality. We have to return to common sense. We have to return to the law, the truth. Uh, and that is the way of God. You know, that's the, that's the Bible and what the Bible instructs. That's why our country has been blessed for, you know, several hundred years now. And we've seen so much prosperity. And we've seen America all around the world sending out missionaries and foreign aid and all this amazing stuff. And then when things started shifting and changing and we, we walked away from God, we saw, you know, all these different things. The trade deficit went up. The, you know, the national debt went up. We saw all that. We used to be the, the lender. We became the borrower. You know, everything shifted. And so we have to return back to our first love. And that's Jesus Christ. Yes. And sir, um, you know, to, to take a stand and just stand up against this evil, because, you know, within our, uh, our governance, because when the government, when they take control of the guns, the bureaucracy, all that stuff, and, and, and the technology, uh, they want to set up a cradle-to-grave enslavement system. And we were built not on that. We were built on the opposite of that. And that is the freedoms, right, that we've been looked upon all throughout the world. And our government needs to be protective of those freedoms. And when things go south, you know, we, we could be, uh, here's, here's my word, because uh, the, the word for it, the stand that we must take up against this thing, I don't think it can be oppositional. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna play something for you. I think you're you're gonna be proud. I went to the FBI office, my local Cincinnati. Did you hear about this at all? You may or may not have. You did? I heard about it. Yeah. Did you? All right. You're gonna hear what I said. And and it's very. I'm I'm gonna tell you something right now. It's very 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 disarming when you do this because the sheriff department didn't know what to do with me the police didn't know the fbi didn't know what to do with me but i was genuine about it watch this i said you're here i am at the front window drop for our broadcast thank you sir now i got on a big speaker attention fbi please come out with your hands up for jesus Please come out with your hands up for Jesus. And guess what the mission uh, that I've been on is to recruit this, these people. Because you know what? The majority of us here uh, in the United States of America don't want these bad things to be happening. That there's people on the other side, people within our bureaucracy, people with absolute control, and they don't want what is happening right now. I do believe that. We need to start reaching out to them to pray for them, to get them to do the right thing, and to join us. That's the stand that I want to take, to say enough is enough, folks. There's enough evidence here that you're associated with very bad things, but we know that there are good people on the inside. We pray for you that you do the right thing, and if you're stopped from doing the right thing, you know what? Set your gun and your badge down, or set your government, you know, career and your retirement. Put it away and come join us. What do you think? I love it. You're exactly right. You know, we have the winning argument on our side, Pete. We got the facts. We got the truth. I mean, you know, we're family-oriented people. We love the country. We love our kids. We want freedom. Uh, you know, we love people. A real Christian is like the most loving person out there. You know, I mean, the, what they've done in demonizing us and making us seem to be hate mongers and all these crazy things that they use with these weaponized terms, that's just not the truth. And I think most people know that. Um, you can see, like you said, most FBI agents are probably patriots. I mean, it's just the people at the very top that are making, you know, these these decisions 
and pushing this down from the Justice Department and other people like that, that, that probably have an agenda against good people that love the country, which is unfortunate. Uh, but, but why would they target somebody who loves the country? I mean, I'm not a violent person. We're not, we're not saying be violent. We're not saying doing any, you know, we love the country. We want to see good things. We want to see America prosper. We want to see our nation prosper. We want to see our economy go up. We want to see people happy and, and, you know, all their rights and, and freedoms that they, we've enjoyed our whole lives. So, that's where they don't, what's their argument? I mean, think about their argument. Take away freedoms, take away, you know, all your rights, uh, charge you more on your taxes and, and, and have this police state over you like we're in the former Soviet Union. That That's a winning argument. That's not a winning argument. It's a horrible argument. Mm-hmm. So we just have to look at the actual argument here. What is What are they trying to say is, is the right way to go that we... No, you know about this, Pete. There's something called the Monroe Doctrine, you know, and the Monroe Doctrine is. Uh, Are we doing okay? Yeah, it's Can, echoing in my ear for some reason. It is. But, um, uh, I will fix that. Yeah, Just the, give me this Monroe- second. Mm-hmm. Okay. Go, go go ahead. Is it still echoing in your ear? No, we're good now. Okay, good. good. Now, um, so Sorry I was about talking that. about the Monroe Doctrine, and, and what this is, uh, for many, many decades, America's had a policy where basically the the North, you know, North America, South America. Uh, if you remember uh, President Ronald Reagan when he went into Grenada, he was doing that to make sure that that our backyard was protected, that we didn't have communism encroaching on our nation. And so this is the policy that we've had for decades, and it's kept America safe. Now we have the open border at the southern border, where million plus people have come over. And China is actually coming into Brazil and Latin America, and it, it's it's unbelievable how much they've advanced. I mean, they're taking over their power and their ports, and this is putting them in a very good strategic position. Now, where is our leadership? What are they worried about? They're worried about Ukraine. Uh, they're worried about you know what gender ID you want to call yourself. Uh, th- these policies that they're pushing, they're not popular even with. Uh, historic liberals, you know, I'm, and I talk to my neighbors, I talk to people and I say, do you want your kid learning about sex when they're in second grade? No. You know, do you, do you want our nation to be taken over by China? Do you want America to be diminished on the world stage? Do you want what the World Economic Forum is planning uh, by saying America will be one of many instead of the superpower? And that leaves a vacuum. And guess who the other country is that fills that vacuum? It's communist China. What kind of future is that for any of us? So, That's right. It's high time that people understand where we're at and, and that this is where we're headed unless we wake up now and we push back. And that's why not only is this election super important that's coming up, this midterm election, uh, but we got to get involved the local level, the community level. Uh, we've got to push back. I love what I'm seeing with these parents that are you know, going out to the school board meetings, the community meetings, and saying, no, we don't want this. This is not what we voted for. This is not what we want. And a lot of these people don't quite know what to do. Yeah. Yes, sir. I, uh, I love, um, I love what I'm seeing in that regard because, you know, here's the bottom line. We are energized. You know, we start messing with, uh, the, uh, the, uh, with mama bear and her cubs. And, and what do you get? You get a bunch of very vigorous moms, don't you? And they started going to the podiums, but you know, take a look at everything that they're doing, the sexualization of our children. We don't, nobody wants that. Even I've even heard from, FBI whistleblowers who were told to target the Christian patriots and you know, have a problem and, and, and declaring them to be domestic terrorists. And they're, they're out there saying, you know what? I'm a family member too. I'm pretty ticked off that they're doing that. I mean, as, as a dad, 
Uh, I'm not just an FBI agent, but they're telling me to go pursue these people. This What's being done here is very, very wrong. So what do we need to do? We can't be quiet as a mouse. We can't say, oh, we were defeated in 2020. Oh, my goodness, nobody's going to fix anything. They've hijacked every single institution. They want you worshiping the God of the government and the God of the environment. No, that's not what we're about. The majority of us, we love our God, and it's okay to love our God. It's okay to be a white person that loves God, too. I mean, they're trying to demonize white people and call everyone a racist. But what does it mean right now to rise up to this thing? Non and it's nonviolent, my week. There's no way that we will ever succeed if we rise violently when they have all the guns because they will kill us. They will shoot us. They're waiting for that moment. What does it mean to stand up against this thing right now? What does it mean? Tell us. Yeah, it, it means returning back to the values and the principles of the Word of God, Pete. You know, it means being a more, there has to be some type of moral, moral thermometer, you know, kind of like the moral majority. We, we need a new moral majority, honestly. Uh, you know, but there has to be, when you take away uh, that moral compass and, and, and the people start saying his truth, her truth, this truth, that truth, there is no truth. There's nothing that you can really measure uh, what's good and what's evil. And that's where we're seeing such depravity uh, that's just being enunciated so quickly is because there's no moral compass. So we need a moral compass. This nation was founded on Judeo-Christian values and principles, and we need to restore those things. Now, is this nation, is our history perfect? Are we spotless? No, of course not. No nation is. But America has been that shining city on a hill. I mean, I have traveled all around the world, as I'm sure you have, Pete, as well. And I've seen other countries and other societies. And this is why so many people have wanted to come to America, is because of the freedoms that we enjoy and the fact that America has been such a bright light in the rest of the world. And so that's what we need to restore. Uh, they've got to stop with all this demonic stuff. I'm a pastor. I'm going to call a spade a spade. It's demonic. That's what's going on here. People say, oh, you're involved in politics. This isn't political to me. Uh, these matters are spiritual matters. And that's why I'm speaking to them, because I want to see this nation restored. And, you know, I want to see this nation thriving and prospering and our children having the same freedoms, the same rights that we've been able to enjoy. I don't want somebody over my shoulder as a preacher telling me I can't preach the entirety of the word of God because parts of the word of God are hate speech or, you know, this part of the word of God, you can't speak that. That's what they have in China. They have a state church and they have an underground church. And by the way, the underground church is flourishing. Uh, but, you know, that when people are heavily persecuted, they tend to return back to God. I don't want this country to have to get to that place. We can stop this now, but it takes everybody doing their part. People are getting different dreams, different visions. The Lord is speaking to people. You mentioned mama bears, papa bears, people standing up in different ways. I know people that have coffee shops and they have Bible studies there on Friday night now. You know, a mechanic that I know, he has a men's Bible study in his mechanic shop. Whatever it is that you can do, just do something. Do, you know, don't sit on the couch and just sit there and say, well, I can't do anything. Our country's being taken over. It's not taken over. Look, you and I are on this program right now. We're speaking freely. Praise God. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, there's warfare, but you know what? We're still able to stand. We're still able to speak. And so we can't self-censor and just say, okay, we're done. We're, we're defeated. We're finished. We're not defeated. We're actually on the winning team. You know, if you're a believer in God, if you believe in Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, you're on the winning team. You're going to spend eternity ruling and reigning with Jesus Christ. You're going to, I mean, literally the other side of it is, is the failing team. And so it may look like they're winning at times, but you got to remember, we serve the God of heaven and earth. All authority in heaven and earth is his, and, and we are victorious in him. 
And so we have to start acting like winners, Pete. And if we do that and we have that confidence and we get up every day and we say, Lord, what can I do to be about your business today? How can I be the best person that I can be today? And what can I do to achieve the goals that you want me to achieve? How can I be in your perfect will, Lord? He will anoint you. And the word of God says it's the anointing that breaks the yoke of bondage. He tells us, occupy until he comes. We're not to cower, to cave, to capitulate, to back down. That's not what God is saying. We don't sit back and wait for the rapture to happen. We get involved. We, we, we were the head and not the tail and we occupy and God leads us every single day and he will anoint us. He'll open divine appointments. He'll give us a strategy, wisdom. And that's what I believe is happening right now to many people, Pete. And we cannot forget our history because we need to remember the story that was told about how a group of men came together when they first did to found our nation. They didn't know each other. What, did the, what was the first thing they did? They knelt in prayer, didn't they? Our nation was founded on godly principles. And also, and we have just a few minutes here, I'm gonna get interrupted. Actually, I only have a couple of minutes because I have to go to, um, I'm gonna go live on uh, Lindell TV, but look at this. I'm, I'm uh, so honored to have this right here. The Aiken Bible. And I learned this from you. I didn't yeah. know about this. I found out about this. And what is it? It's the only Bible approved by Congress. By Congress. Autographed by oh. Pastor Todd Coconado. He gave it to me. And, and it was the first time I discovered this. I thought I was a patriot. I knew I, I, I thought I knew about our, our founding. I, I'm a constitutionalist. We have to make sure that we're, we remain firmly rooted in our founding because it was a godly thing. I'll give you last words in that regard, Pastor uh, Todd Coconado, and uh, I really appreciate you coming coming on and blessing me with your presence and being able to connect with you and come on. Uh, I'm going to bring you on a little bit more often. Please tell everybody. Give us some final words here. Thank as you, part. I yep. appreciate it. Yeah. Here are the final words. They say separation of church and state. That's a bunch of nonsense. We know the constitutional, uh, the you know, in the in the constitutional Congress. I mean, there was there was literally so many believers in Christ. They prayed, as you said openly. We just talked about the Aiken Bible is the first Bible approved by who? The U.S. Congress. You're saying the U.S. Congress approved a Bible? Yes, they did. And so it's still the law of the land. No one has undone that law. Uh, that 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 Bible is amazing. You can find it on our website, uh, toddcoconado.com. And uh, we'd be happy to send one of those to you. But, you know, this is the reality. We have to know our history. They're trying to rewrite history. Uh, but we have the facts on our side, Pete. And it is time that we know our history. We learn our history. We know our Constitution. And most of all, we, we go deep into prayer and we commit our lives to Jesus Christ and God. And we trust him. And I believe just like he did at the Red Sea, he's going to do it again for us one more round, Pete. Absolutely. Thank you. Pastor Todd Coconado, thank you very much for joining me. And like I said, we're going to be interrupted there. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and in light of the recent events, your continued support means everything to myself and my employees. To thank you for having the biggest sale ever on all my pillow bedding. Get my pillow bed sheets for as low as $29.98, a set of pillowcases for only $9.98. In this economy, instead of buying a new bed, rejuvenate your bed with a my pillow mattress topper for as low as $99.99. We also have blankets in a variety of sizes, colors, and styles, like plush, waffle, or gossamer, for as low as 
We even have pet blankets from small size to the ones for your car. Get huge discounts on duvets, quilts, down comforters, and so much more. So go to MyPillow.com or call that number on your screen. Use your promo code and you'll get huge discounts on all MyPillow bedding, including MyPillow bed sheets for as low as $29.98. Get all your shopping in while quantities last. Please order now.